You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, everybody, on a Wednesday, November the 10th, and a Thursday, November the 11th. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We're brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It is an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening. We got the crossover coming up tomorrow as we'll talk to Locked On Steelers host, Chris Carter. I love this guy. Chris has a lot of good energy. We'll get into Lions and Steelers with Chris. If you missed yesterday's show, we chatted with Charlie Batch. Charlie! The former Detroit Lion. If you missed that, go back and find it at LockedOnLions.com, of course. Also, find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Here we are. Five and three Steelers. The some have said the worst five and three team in the history of the NFL. They've won four in a row, but at times they don't look very good. Their offense is like twenty seventh in the NFL. And here is Pittsburgh at five and three, and the Lions, of course, at zero and eight. On the show today, we predicted yesterday the Lions would pick up this wide receiver. They've picked up this wide receiver, contrary to what somebody said this morning. Also. A player to watch for Sunday for the Lions that I think could have a big game and influence the direction of the game. And also today, let's talk about Mike Tomlin's word, words and verbiage when discussing and describing Panay Sewell. We will do that coming up on the show um, as well. Detroit and Pittsburgh this week. Detroit at Cleveland next week. Then, of course, Thanksgiving against the Bears. We'll have the postgame pod Following Sunday's game um, against the Steelers, if you don't know, we're here Monday through Thursday, and then the post-game pod on Sunday. And again, you can find us along all platforms. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day along all the platforms that you can find podcasts. We are here for you. All right, quickly, injury report from today. Uh, Jamal Williams remains out, did not practice today due to a sore thigh. It was the same thigh injury that kept him out of the game two weeks ago against the Eagles. We'll see how this progresses throughout the week, but the Lions offense is so much better when Jamal Williams is out there. It's kind of that complimentary uh, to uh, DeAndre Swift. I love when people say uh, the the, uh, Washington football team, they play good complimentary football. What does that mean? I'm going to look that up. Uh, Austin Bryant, shoulder injury, limited. Uh, Austin Seibert, the kicker, has a right hip injury, limited. Taylor Decker, a a finger injury. Full practice for Decker, That's a great sign. You have to figure this is the week. And Dan Campbell said it this morning. They're easing him in. They're going to wait and see. He's going to take the snaps and the reps at left tackle. Panay Sewell is going to take the snaps and reps at right tackle in practice. But there will be some situations in practice this week, according to Campbell, where Sewell will slide back to the left side and Matt Nelson will get some reps if Decker doesn't feel comfortable playing yet this weekend and they keep him inactive. But a good sign that he was a full bore here on a Wednesday. Uh, A.J. Parker as well, neck injury, of course, uh, missed the Eagles game. He was full practice as well today. All right, we mentioned this yesterday, and people were like, oh, Matt Derry called it. I don't think this is some great call. 
This is not, this isn't some great call. Josh Reynolds has been claimed by the Lions. He cleared waivers earlier today, or he didn't clear waivers. He officially went on waivers today after being let go by the Titans, granted his release yesterday. And the team, the Lions, of course, because they are the worst team in the NFL, they have the first right on waivers of picking up players because they have the worst record. It goes by worst to best record. So, as anticipated, Josh Reynolds is now a Detroit Lion. He has ties to Brad Holmes and Ray Agnew, of course, and Jared Goff. Reynolds was a fourth-round pick by the Rams back in 2017 when Holmes was running the scouting department for the Rams. Um, Last year, he had 52 catches for 618 yards and two touchdowns, and his quarterback was Jared Goff. But after I thought he would be a free agent that the Lions would definitely go after this summer um, or the spring, it didn't happen. He went from the Rams instead to the Titans. But after they signed Josh Reynolds, Tennessee traded with Atlanta and got Julio Jones. So a couple of games of a healthy scratch for Reynolds. Played in five games, caught 10 passes for 90 yards, which is something we told you yesterday. And now he is a member of the Lions. What's ironically ironic and fun about this is earlier this morning, the members of the media that were down in Allen Park today were talking to Dan Campbell. And they're like, hey, what's the story with Josh Reynolds? Is there any interest in him? And he said, I haven't even talked to Brad Holmes about him. I don't even know. He hasn't even come up in our discussions. And then hours later, Josh Reynolds has been claimed by the Lions. This is a no-brainer. I said this yesterday. You look at the line. First of all, he, the Titans are absorbing uh, his signing bonus of $750,000. He's only going to cost the Lions $500,000 for the rest of the year. And you look at the wide receiver core for the Lions right now. And by the way, Tom Kennedy is back in the practice squad. But you look at Amon Ross St. Brown and Trinity Benson and any anything else that the Lions, I mean, Quintess Cephas is hurt. The Lions aren't exactly trotting out the greatest group of wide receivers right now. So to give Josh Reynolds an opportunity to get into town maybe tomorrow, practice tomorrow and Friday, and be ready to play on Sunday, I, I think this is I think this is a no this is a no-brainer. They've tried everything. Tyrell Williams played one game, got concussed, and got let go. Uh Brashad Perriman didn't even make the team. Tom Kennedy has been cut and brought back. Trinity Benson has played, but he's been benched. Quintez Cephas has gotten hurt. They like Amon Ross St. Brown. They move him to the outside a little bit more. Um, but other than that, you know, there, there just is not a lot at the wide receiver position to get excited about when you look at the Detroit Lions. And that's a problem. And it's one thing that Detroit is going to have to look at the, in the summer uh, or in the spring when it comes to, you know, just about everything. They're going to need receivers. Kaderil Hodge, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond's had some nice games. But there's games you don't even know he's on the field. Geronimo Allison? Come on. Raymond's been okay. He's had his moments. But he doesn't jump off the page. Kaderil Hodge is a player I like, but he's more of a third down guy that can maybe get you a first down. So Josh Reynolds coming in is a good fit. And I like that pickup for the Lions. I think it's something that Detroit has had to do. And see if you can catch a little lightning in a bottle here. 
and he can perform like he did and, and reconnect uh, with Jared Goff. All right, coming up next, I love the comments that Mike Tomlin made today about Panay Sewell. I wonder if you agree with them. Uh, but hey, Matt Derry here to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price to the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. So now around the NFL, it used to be, give you a little inside here, it used to be that other teams' writers would talk to the coach of the, like, so like the Lions writers would talk to the Steelers coach. The Lions writers would talk to the Browns coach. They would do that on Wednesday morning. And I don't believe right now that every team offers that up anymore because now you can go online to the Lions, to Dan Campbell's press conference and get question and get, you know, audio and clips and everything else. Mike Tomlin still does his media talks with the other team's writers every week. This guy's a, a class act. I love Mike Tomlin. I love some of the things he says. He, he has great one-liners. He uses terms like outfit and material. It's funny. I'm not talking about clothes, by the way. Today, Mike Tomlin was asked about the Lions, and he was saying nice things about Taylor Decker, but he went on and on for a little while about Panay Sewell. And he said, quote, his talent is ridiculous. Um, his pedigree is ridiculous. His talent is ridiculous. And that's why he was drafted number seven for a reason. Pedigree ridiculous, talent ridiculous. It's rare that anybody talks about a member of the Detroit Lions not named Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson and ever says that their talent and pedigree are ridiculous. Now, again, Sewell's just being pumped up by the other team's coach. What is the other team's coach going to say? Yeah, we're going to attack Matt Nelson. He blows, right? Alex Anzalone is a PFF disaster, and we're going to put Najee Harris out of the backfield and match him up against Anzalone all week because that guy sucks. That's not what Mike Tomlin's ever going to say. He's always going to be respectful and promote the other team's players. But pedigree and talent being ridiculous is funny to me. I love it. I love hearing that stuff from Tomlin. Um is, is Panay Sewell's talent ridiculous? I haven't seen that yet. Uh, certainly this is a young man that has plenty of potential. He was drafted number seven for a reason. You look along the Lions offensive line right now, and actually Evan Brown is, is, has been grading out higher than anybody else on this offensive line. The Lions backup center that they got pretty much off the street before the season. Played for the Niners uh, last year. So he's been better than, you know, Jonah Jackson, who's been decent, 
or Hal Vitae, who's also been okay, and even Panay Sewell. But see, this is the week we're going to find out if Panay Sewell's talent and pedigree really are ridiculous, because this is the week he has to face Blitzberg, and he has to face T.J. Watt. And I watched uh, a lot of the game on Monday night, and I saw that, that Watt, a lot of the times for the Steelers, was lined up against the right tackle. Now, the Bears don't have exactly a, a Pro Bowl offensive line here. The Lions offensive line, when healthy with Decker and Ragnow and Jackson and Vitae and Sewell, is better than the Bears offensive line. But we saw Sewell in week one. And again, you don't take a ton of stock in week one. Look at all the teams that lost in week one. We went, oh my God, the Packers, they suck. They lost in week one. And then they won like seven in a row. Um, but here, Sewell in week one played really well against Nick Bosa. Really well. But now, moving back to the right side, if Decker plays, here we are, it's week 10. You know, will the Lions rookie tackle be okay over there? Is his talent ridiculous to where he will shine against a second place, five and three, historically good Pittsburgh Steeler team? I don't think the Lions have won in Pittsburgh since like the 1950s. I mean, that's a long time. They already have been there, so they kind of know the field a little bit. They know the field of the stadium due to playing there in the preseason. But now, you know, this is a good test for them. Pittsburgh's beatable, man. This is a winnable football game for the Lions. Are they going to win? Probably not. But next week, they got to play the Browns. To me, the Browns are better than the Steelers, even though the Steelers beat them. I think Cleveland's better. Um, And I think if they can get some pressure on Big Ben and get in his face a little bit, they'll have a chance. The problem is the Lions' defense just is not opportunistic. Anytime they get their hand on a football, they drop it. And this is the day. This is the game. You can get a couple turnovers. you got a rookie running back back there. Najee Harris is really good. But... How about forcing some fumbles? How about picking off Big Ben, who's 50 years old? And I got a guy that I think can disrupt some things this weekend. And I'll tell you about that coming up next. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one, folks. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, just plain hard to choke down, not a Built Bar. Soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It is more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Saw today on the website at Built.com. Big news, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bars are back. Those are as good as anything I've had. They're great. So I might be having to use that promo code LOCKED15 and get in there. Go to built.com, promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so I was talking to Chris Carter today for the podcast tomorrow, the Locked On crossover with Chris, the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. He was asking me about, hey, you know, the Steelers offensive line is young. It's shaky. No longer has the Alan Fanicas of the world or the David DeCastros, guys like that. 
what do I think or who do I think could be somebody that could be a problem for the Steelers on Sunday? And I didn't say Trey Flowers, nor did I say Onzerike or McNeil or Brockers or Deshaun Hand. I said Julian O'Quara. This could be the week that we see what last year's third-round pick is made of, that maybe this is the week he really plays well. Now, Julian O'Quara has had a decent start to the year. He's been all right. Played in seven of the Lions' first eight games. He has two sacks. He's got ten solo tackles. I just have a feeling that this could be the week and the game where Julian O'Quara gets loose. Charles Harris has been okay. Kevin Strong might be back this week. So the Lions' defensive line, not without Romeo Quara, is still, you know, I'd say you know, they're, they're healthy-ish now. Austin Bryant's played okay. But I think that Julian Okwara can get off the edge this weekend. I think he can play well and have a good game and kind of be the guy that you thought he was going to be when he was drafted in the third round a couple of years ago. He's not his brother. He isn't as good as Romeo is. And, of course, Romeo being out for the year really hurts the Lions' chances going forward. But I think Julian Okwara is somebody to watch who's athletic. Steelers tackles are having a hard time with the Bears the other night. And some of their stand-up linebackers, who, by the way, a lot of them were lining up in the neutral zone. <laughs> I, I think, uh, 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 oh gosh, drawing a blank on it, Robert, not Robert Ayers. Robert Quinn was in the neutral zone about 50 times the other night. So watch number 99 Sunday. I think he can have a good game. And I think getting in Ben Roethlisberger's face and forcing some turnovers is how you beat this team. What's so weird is two weeks ago against the Browns, Roethlisberger had time to throw, and the Steelers did a really good job against Miles Garrett. Then this past week against the Bears, they went right back to being an offense that struggles a little bit in protecting Ben Roethlisberger. All right, tomorrow we'll talk to Chris from Locked On Steelers. Thanks for listening and making us your first listen every day right here on Locked On Lions.